0: Thirty-six percent better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Get a one-dollar-per-month trial period at Shopify.com/work.
1: Shopify.com/work. Life is full of awesome what ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.
0: So what, boys, if only people knew what we spoke about before this podcast.
2: (laughs) Hello, Egg Chasers, and welcome to this, the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast, the podcast about rugby that doesn't take itself or the game too seriously. We are here once again in the Rugby Dungeon to talk about the Autumn Internationals and the big one. The world champions, New Zealand, against the world ranked number two side, Ireland, in the biggest showdown in rugby since the last World Cup. And it was everything we hoped it would be. That and all the other international matches are going to go under the microscope today. Uh, With me, Tim. With him, JB. Hello, Timothy. And with Phil. Hello, Tim. Uh, We're at Rugby Podcast on Twitter. We're on Instagram. We're currently broadcasting on YouTube, so get on there. We are Facebook, everywhere else, wherever you are, we are. And uh, we thank you very, very much for listening.
0: Mm. including next week when we'll be at Marseille, Rome and Monaco with a short stop in Nice. We
2: we were, Everywhere. We were we are going to take some pod equipment, aren't we? Because we're going to expect last year, JB and I went, and um, we just had, at the World Rugby Awards, we just had this procession of
0: legends yeah. brought our way. Like uh, we had to limit our time with them because, like, Tim, JB, we listen to your pod all the time. <laughs> so it was, like, literally five minutes with Richie, five minutes with Bowden, five minutes with Rico. Eddie. Eddie. Uh, I wonder how that would go down the, uh, this this year. A lot of a lot of water has gone underneath the Eddy Bridge since we met him last Do time. Do you think he's been listening to you? Well, put it this way: when we saw him last time, he just won Coach of the Year. Yes. How long ago does, does that seem? <laughs> that was one year ago. Yeah,
2: yeah. Um, so yeah, we're going to get into all of the rugby. Uh, did you manage to, how, much, how much did you manage to watch? Because a lot of these games were overlapping. I didn't see Wales.
0: Saw everything else pretty much.
2: I saw the first half of Wales or the first half an hour of Wales.
1: I've seen the highlights of that since. I watched the Friday night game, I watched the Sunday game, and pretty much everything in between, including actually now um, extended highlights of Italy-Australia. Oh, well. I haven't seen that either. So, yeah, gone pretty but deep. I
0: even the score. I mean, I'm sure Australia won, but what was the score?
1: Australia did win 26. 21-7, something like that? Yeah, 26-7 oh, yeah, or 26
2: we, uh, we will have another podcast coming your way um, on the which is a premiership focused one but obviously as you can understand we will we are focusing totally on the international rugby and there's only one place to start the Aviva Stadium in Dublin Saturday evening now having said this last week when we were talking about in in the context of some of the the laws and the interpretations and how complicated it can be I I can say from the, the anecdotally with the people I was with earlier today not rugby supporters mainly football fans Manchester United fans um, but footy who are you with Um but they are they all watched Ireland v New Zealand last night and were raving about how about the game about the amazing. game of rugby broadly speaking yeah and how they will watch more so this is this whole window is a massive shop window for the game in general with the World Cup a year away so how how brilliant that on a on a terrestrial channel
0: prime time we had that I tell you what channel 4 could not be more delighted that they happened to pick up that game. Yeah. I mean, the rugby gods are, are smiling down at Channel 4's executives now.
1: <laughs> they really are. Even though, so like, a lot of kind of neutrals might think, might look at the score and say, 16-9, perhaps not a great game. But what? It, nothing could oh. be further from the truth. Hey, it was look, sensational. I'm
0: going to say it. Actually, before I say it, I want to just caveat this. I want to say that in the NFL, when people want to say something profound they don't say the NFL, they say this National Football League or the National Football <laughs> League, right? I want to say this. It was the greatest game of rugby union football <laughs> I have ever seen. That's how good it was. Really? I, yeah, it was what that Were we good. talking in those... It was... I mean, it was amazing. Now, I, you know, is it as entertaining as, say, Fiji in full flight against Wales when they knocked out Wales? Something like that, because that's an amazing game in terms of, you know, just the sheer spectacle of it. But actually, the standard of rugby being played yesterday was the highest level of rugby ever played, I would say. So
1: I think I agree with you when you caveat it in terms of the standard of rugby. Yeah. And I thought the standard of both teams was truly exceptional. And I think I said it to you during the game. I think the standard of New Zealand's attack is marginally better than Ireland's attack. Mm. But I think Ireland's defence... Is better than any defense we've ever seen. Ever, ever, ever. yeah, yeah. I mean, that yeah, is not, remarkable.
0: What, yeah, what, what they did. I mean, line speed. We all knew line speed was important. Uh, well, it, it's been mentioned before. It, but work rate. Who knew it? <laughs> line speed, work rate. <laughs> the line speed
1: wasn't that aggressive. It, it, they do play a different system to like a blitz defense. Yeah, but it was, it was the solidity of the defensive line, the kind of communication and the. Uh, cohesiveness and the understanding of everyone not to create any dog legs, the understanding of when to dive in and go for a turnover, go for a jackal, but not to do it all the time, and topping everything off. And probably the most important thing out of all of it was how few penalties they gave away. Yeah. And it, it, that, it's that decision-making that kind of solidified that. And they, they completely nullified it, the, what is probably... well. It is definitely the most potent attack in the world. Yeah, It's one of the most potent attacks we've ever seen again. And they just completely
0: nullified it. Yeah. The thing you said, Phil, is the communication. Because they were completely comfortable. They never looked rushed. They never looked hurried. They looked like they were working hard. But (laughs) it was was a very mature performance by a team which is, is exactly that. They've matured together, one
2: hundred percent, and one man whose stock has risen beyond belief. The last time New Zealand were he- were were, def- were held tryless, oh, remember I... what that was? Yes, yeah, uh, twenty seventeen Lions. It was, uh, and in terms of Northern Hemisphere sides, that is those are the only two times since the nineteen ninety five World Cup wow. when New Zealand have been held tryless, and both times Andy Farrell has been. Marshalling that defense—it's
0: quite something, isn't it? It's quite so, something.
2: Farrell should take a huge amount of credit. Uh,
1: Schmidt, should I, I love it. I,
2: take... I, I'm sure some Irish fans will be going, "Oh, look at the English podcast <laughs> trying to <laughs> trying to get an English from Ireland into it." It's it's. I, I think at a performance like that
1: is impossible just to pin it on one person. Agreed. It was a full. It was a full 23 man effort. Um, in terms of in terms of Farrell, you know, one of the th- things I thought last night. When a few people were flagging up the Farrell uh, structures that created that, or helped to create that defence, I thought, just how bad must Stuart Lancaster have been? Yeah,
0: it does. All roads do lead back <laughs> to, to, to Burgess and Lancaster.
1: If Farrell is that good, which he evidently is, because, I mean, he's done it previously at Saracens, he's done it with the Lions, he's done it um, with Ireland. If he's it, if that good... What, and England have unquestionably got a load of talented players as well. Just, Just what what screwed it all up?
0: Well, where's Mike Cat now? Because, <laughs> well, good question. Italy, Italy, he? he is in Italy. Maybe we need to do some more digging around there. <laughs>
2: yeah, I'm, this, this performance by Ireland, I, and, I, and I don't mean this in any way critically, it wasn't... What's the right word? It wasn't exceptional. Well, no, it was exceptional, but... It wasn't. Mm. I can't think of the right word. My point being, it was the epitome of a team. They didn't. They they don't make loads of clean breaks. They don't. Um, it it was. Be- they, they, they don't have huge flare attacking moves. They don't. They just do. They just apply so much pressure by doing everything, basically, all the basics brilliantly and relentlessly.
0: Yeah, they. I guess what you're referring to was. Not a lack of attacking flair because I guess the, the Stockdale try was, you know, that that was brilliant a, individual effort,
1: brilliant uh, team play to set it up to give him that opportunity
0: to do that, mm. and what he did was incredible. The second best young winger in Ireland.
2: The, the word, the word <laughs> I was thinking, they're not spectacular. Oh, I don't know but, that. I mean, but, so they're,
1: they're not a spectacular offensive. Apart, and
2: that's not a criticism. It's, yeah, it's actually yeah.
1: a yeah, it, but it, the game doesn't that game the magnitude of that game doesn't lend itself to spectacular rugby. You, you've got to go but out I think there it is spectacular. But the, the well, extension well, to
2: that... It depends on your definition of yeah. spectacular. The extension to my point is the t- one other team I, in my lifetime that wasn't spectacular but was incredibly talented and effective was the England '03 3 World Cup winning side. Mm. Well, so, yeah, I mean... They were relentless. I mean, they had Jason Robinson yeah. with a couple of magical moments, but actually the bulk of it was relentless kick pressure chase. kick chase
0: kick chase tackle horrible kick
1: chase. pack yeah amazing amazing set piece yeah amazing bigger drills. harder
0: uh, i mean it, it it's all about perspective because i see those sort of performances as spectacular mm. i mean i have yeah. no i have no time for tries and that and that sort of stuff <laughs> And I, I tell you tell you what when ireland looked like they were about to win uh, i asked phil who um who scored the try for New Zealand? Because it didn't feel like New Zealand were tryless. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, was, it, it was quite something. Now, here is what I'd worry about. Have Ireland won their World Cup a year too soon? Interesting. Uh,
1: I don't think so. I think the way that that team is set up, they are just improving. They're, and they're, they're going from strength to strength. And they've got such a well-balanced team in terms of Guys like Stockdale, like James Ryan, like Lama, who, who was on the bench. Um, like
0: Kieran Marmion, by the way. Marmion. And McGrath. Young lad. Yeah. Ring,
1: ring Rose, young lad. I mean, Ty Furlong, not an old head. So they've got those young lads who will only, in 12 months'
2: time... Josh van der Fleer. Yeah. In to, uh, da, well, Dan Levy. yeah, who, who did um, he, uh, Robbie Mc... Henshaw. Connor Murray.
1: Yeah. yeah, so... Guys who will only
2: be better in will 12 Anderson. months. Will Addison. Lord done, Jay. So
1: I I'm, I'm not too worried about it. Now if that game was a quarter final or semi final or even a
0: final against New Zealand. Well, it's
2: either going to be a quarter final or a final? Okay. That's the That's they're the, the they're the options. Okay. Well,
0: it's so important out to me that on uh on Twitter that if New Zealand loses to South Africa, actually it could it, couldn't it not be the second round, which is the quarter final? So, oh, is quarter-final it? Yeah. in in yeah, their no, pools, right,
2: we'll um if both New Zealand and Ireland finish top of their pools, they will meet in the final, if they are still in the competition at that point. If one's first first and one's second, they will meet in the quarterfinal.
0: (sighs) What a quarterfinal. But you're
2: going to face South Africa. But you mentioned South Africa, and that's one thing that struck me, the the difference between New Zealand's defeat in Wellington, because this is the second time they've been beaten in only a couple of months. Um, The difference between the defeat in Wellington, which was really a freak occurrence... New Zealand, well, sh- Zealand should have won that game. New Zealand should have won
0: that game yeah, comfortably. But they nearly lost again to South Africa. That's the thing. They well, were minutes away. No, I get
2: that. But the one that they did lose in, in, in Wellington, New Zealand only made 61 tackles.
0: That uh, is amazing. South
2: Africa made 235 tackles. <laughs> New that Zealand only remarkable. conceded three penalties. South Africa conceded 10. Now, Possession was all, mostly New Zealand, and South Africa still won it. But this, this win... Was
0: legitimate, legit. Yeah. Oh yeah,
2: there was no, there was no. It. W- I mean, we spoke last week. Ireland are going to have to take all their chances. No, actually, yeah. Ireland, Ireland had to take a chance because they, because re- as you talked about, their defence is. As
0: good as it gets. Turns out it was New Zealand that needed to take all of the chances.
2: Yeah, and New Zealand did have a few
1: chances, but... The did they drop one? Did I seem
0: to remember them dropping something?
1: something? There was an offload, I can't remember when it was. Second, second half where they off, offloaded it, and I think it went to Carney when they broke it yes, down, the, was down their left wing. And then there was the, the grubber kick through when Ben Smith is millimetres away, but... An unbelie- was it Stockers that grabs that one? No, it was an unbelievable moment. Oh, Peter O'Mahony. Peter O'Mahony. Oh, he oh injured himself in that, didn't he? No, no, no. so just afterwards, it? he got it injured. Was shortly after that when he won a jackal. Yeah, He, that's he right. then like,
2: collapsed. to. His- he won a turnover and then went off. He, could, well, he, he couldn't stand up. He couldn't stand up. He, well, was, hang on. Well, was, oh. There was one moment you realised he couldn't stand up. The final whistle. Yeah. There's a brilliant <laughs> shot of the bench. <laughs> he forgot he was injured. That, Tried yeah. to stand up and then you just <laughs> saw his face go,
0: ah. Now, here's a thought I had. Walking the dog this morning when thinking about this island game. How many of those games can you actually play in a career? It can't be many, can it? And I don't mean the standard or the atmosphere. I mean just the physical toll on the body. Because after about, I'd say, 30 minutes, I was like, this this must be setting records for uh, efforts expended by players in a game. I wish there was a way of calculating... Like some way of some, heart, some little chip, heartbeats or something. yeah, a
2: heartbeat, or like some way of a G-force chip on your of body, co- yeah, g force of collisions, and having like a total <laughs> score for force, or
0: yeah, and it kind of comes, it sort of rounds up, rounds back, doesn't it, to the to you know, all the concussion and self, uh, safeguarding stuff, which is like, I'm not entirely sure this sport can be safe because there's 30 well, men well, there, no, of course, it, cause, cause it we could work union, it should oh.
2: try, we shouldn't, it should be safe within the within the constraints of. It's not safe.
0: It's not safe.
2: We're mitigating what the damage yeah. that we can do. We're not it eradicating it, the damage. Because you're not going to. Peter Romani, heroic.
0: He was. An ab, so absolute, which one were you thinking of? Was it like an inception by the scrum half from the line out and then he kind of gets all the way back? I thought it was one of scrum halves that manages to intercept something.
2: I'm pretty sure you're thinking Peter Romani. Uh, I probably have the, the grubber kick through for Bowden Barrett for
1: Ben Smith coming and ben through. Ben Smith's in the about corner. to grab it and score. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and Peter Romani, who did so, alongside every single player on that on the island team, and also on the New Zealand team that the New Zealand worked, they were forced to work phenomenally hard, and they they did work phenomenally hard. I mean, so Ryan Crotty and, and James Ryan both topped the tackle counts with twenty each, uh, but there's a whole host of players like half a dozen plus players all in double figures yeah. on tackles from both sides. One of them both one of them so by the way,
2: Luke McGrath, on for 20 minutes, ten, ten was th- was the sixth highest tackler. Amazing. 10 tackles. He just came on the scrum half and just put himself about big time. You've got to have not you?
0: you've got to. Yeah, that's no, great. So tell me this Tim, have you ever been part of a team who's pretty much won everything in in a season? Uh
2: we got the Bar- Berkshire um Sporting Newbury Weekly News team of the season when I was under eights because we Ooh. won everything because we went unbeaten <laughs> the whole season. So, nice. Where am we... compar- uh, Comparable but, with Ireland this year, I think. Pretty comparable, yeah. The uh, Newbury under eights. But um, <laughs> uh, have I ever been in a team that's won pretty much everything?
0: No. Oh, so I was thinking about the New Zealand loss, okay? Because I've been in teams which have been pretty good, pretty dominant throughout the season. You think you're good. You're on like a 10-game winning streak and then to lose and how awful it feels and losing doesn't feel that bad always, but if you think you're really good and um, that's sort of like how your identity is and then you lose, that must be absolutely well, gut-churning. Well,
2: in that Newbury uh, under-8s mini rugby season where we went unbeaten the whole year, the, in fact it wasn't unbeaten, the, there was one game we lost and it was in the final of a tournament um, and we lost to Worthing oh, after Worthing. extra time. And all of the team were all in floods of tears. That's the only time we'd lost all season didn't know how to cope with it.
0: So it's actually very analogous to very, how New uh, exactly. Zealand so <laughs> You know, Kieran,
2: me and Kieran, give me a call. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, there is chat um, in the papers and Phil had, uh, mentioned this yesterday. Kieran Reed might be one of the guys that New Zealand might have to look to at uh, move on. It's interesting.
1: So I was, I was chatting to uh, a guy I work with who's from Christchurch, big uh, Cedars fan. And he was saying that um, Kieran Reed, might, yeah, might be the guy who he, he's getting a bit over the hill. He's had problems with injuries. Mm. He's not the, he's not as athletic and dynamic as he once was. Remember a few kind of three, four, best fa- player on earth, four years ago. But best player on earth in the doing the hard yards, but also one of the best players on wide the in, channels in the thirteen yeah. channel. Yeah, yeah, he was. He's not quite there, but. So I I think they will keep him round because of his leadership, because of his decision making. He's captain, isn't he? He is captain. Uh he made uh how I many he, he made seventeen tackles, missed none yesterday. He's a line option because he is six four. Mm. Uh so I don't think he will, but he's just a different player and Back to the point we always make about back rows, you've got to have the balance of the mm. back row. So it means maybe you've got to play someone who's a bit more of a heavy traffic ball carrier at six, like a, a Squires 8, and you need someone a bit more explosive, like an RD Surveyor at seven. Yeah.
2: A few, a few observations before we get into the, uh, any more technicalities. I just, I just while it's on my head. Firstly, you mentioned New Zealand, um, the haircuts of New Zealand players. Talk about analogous, them and Exeter Chiefs.
0: Mm. Yeah, what, 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 yeah.
2: what is it about New Zealand... Is it both quite rural, yeah, sparsely populated? I, probably takes a while for fashions to to catch up to the well, current
0: day. There is a direct correlation between bad haircuts and poor internet connection because they simply <laughs> they simply can't keep up, can they?
2: Yeah, Ted Hill spent all that time in the Worcester Academy House. He looked sharp. Exactly right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there's there's that. Also, the island kit. It's got the weird detail down the side. Almost looks like water bubbles. Uh, it, it looked like if if Aquaman, well, Aquaman's pants mm.
0: are made of the same material as Ireland's shirt. Now, I'm only familiar with Aquaman via the medium of Entourage. So yeah, it's... me too. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. It's, well, it's now a movie
2: as well. Is it? Ah, the Aquaman like... from Entourage. Oh, uh, what's his name? Ari Gold. Yeah. What yeah. a legend. Yeah. Why can't he be, oh, man. <laughs> yeah, need a more Ari Gold in our life. Um, yeah. And also, you mentioned Stockers. He is now, oh, what Stockers. was it? Stockers is, what was the stat?
0: Nearly as good as Jordan Lo- uh, Lo- Lo- Lomber.
2: He is. He's had 14 Ireland caps. He is currently the 15th highest try scorer for Ireland <laughs> in history.
0: Wow. Good oh,
2: effort. So good. That is the, a great effort.
1: The most amazing, I can't remember who uh, mentioned this on Twitter, so I won't give oh, I can't give credit. But someone pointed out that a couple of minutes before the try, he tried a chip over the top and it was charged down by, it was either Retallick or Whitelock, that almost led to a try in the opposite direction. Yes. So fair play for him. for Sticking, is it? Yeah, correct, correct, recognising that, correcting it, trying it again. Because a lot of players would just, oh, I'm not going to try this, I'm just going to carry it in. Tried
2: it, executed it, and what a try. And on that try, someone else, uh, nondescript person on Twitter that I can't credit, but I remember reading, and and then I've since watched a little video clip of it, that move that led to that, so from the line out, off the top, to midfield, looks like they're going right, and Bundiaki comes back, jars to the left, and it's back to the left winger. Um, exactly the same move was used, and almost successfully, but not successfully, in against Romania in the last World Cup. So that's a move, that's not even a Joe Schmidt move, that's a... That's in that's been in Ireland. That's been in Ireland's playbook before a lot of these players were even playing for the side. But the the, the key there was actually the chip because I I remember
1: running <laughs> running moves like that um, when I was playing and you were hoping that all the forwards all the pack will overchase. you. You're kind of hoping that every single one of the pack is like Michael Hooper and like really athletic, but it never happens. You end up with a few few mm. of the the heavier guys staying put. And so you end up with a, ring, a winger running kind of three-on-one against three tight five forwards. So it never worked. But what they did, what Ireland have clearly recognised, is that well, it doesn't really matter as long as the fullback overchases. Because that way, that's where the space is in well, behind. It was ben
2: Smith, actually, that overchased. Ben? ben Smith was dropped back for the kick option. So he's kind and of playing he, the full And he gassed up to the line. And created all the space for Stockdale to exploit. And, mm, and, and, and he him. didn't need to. He didn't need to chase it as hard as he did. He could have left it. So, but yeah, brilliant, amazing execution. So, yeah.
0: yeah and just one last thing on on this game. Uh, where is Brody Metallic in the list of the world's greatest locks?
1: I think it's very difficult to say. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah. So I think I think there's probably half a dozen locks who are all. Vying for that number one spot on any given performance, anyone could look at. You mean
2: you mean currently, like currently, yeah. currently yeah. playing the game? Oh, he's number one.
0: Do you reckon? So, yeah. uh, Again, more 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 dog walking thoughts. thoughts I thought you me. meant of all time. No, no. no um, currently playing. I I don't think there is a greatest lock in the world at the moment because if you think about it, like he is amazing, but he's probably not as physical as physical as Etzibeth, Or he's, you know, there's there's people. He might be the best all rounder. But he's not maybe the best. I think there might be a group of like three or four lads who are joint the best, depending on the situation. But he's absolutely phenomenal either way. Yeah, he
1: is. Yeah, I think there are there are multiple. He maybe because of what he's done and his his CV is probably the best. Mm. But is he that much better? Well, is he better in the tight than Etzebeth? Is he more athletic all round than someone like? Itoji, yep. is he a better destructive defender than Laws? Where's he ranked next to Alan Wynne-Jones? Something like that. And the two guys, like, how good, so both James Ryan and Tona. Were...
2: Tona was immense. Tona's been on the bench for the last year, comes back in and does that. Tona, Tona was, was immense. Incredible. And
1: there was one hit on that those two put in on Retallic, speaking of Retallic, where first Tona wraps him up and then James Ryan just smashes him and they
0: carry him back four or five meters. Mm. It just amazing, amazing. Oh, yeah, one of those rare games where you have total and utter respect for everyone that played pl- played for it. I forgot. Oh, a couple, yeah. I, I
2: forgot a couple of things. Did you see at the start of the Channel Four program the Irish players lip syncing? No. So I did. <laughs> I, did I rewatched. It was the hilarious. Game. I rewatched the game today
1: while I was cooking, uh, and I did see that.
2: Um, <laughs> they weren't doing it with a lot of enthusiasm, were they? Well,
1: I can only imagine Channel Four. Some Channel Four kind of. Uh, Runner or someone has said, "Can you lip sync this? Can you sing this?" And they just all said, "No, absolutely not." And then they're going, "I'll read it." Yeah, you're
2: contractually obliged to uh, to do what we to do what we ask. Hang on, because they 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 overwhelmingly used Rory Best, so he was the one that obviously got the most enthusiastic about it. What on
0: earth are we talking about?
2: They were lip syncing along to a song. I I I don't know what song it was. I don't know what song it was, but at the start of the to open up, the first thing you saw before you had any presenter or anything it was a little it was a little video vt bit of the island players li- lip syncing to a song why i, I don't
1: know <laughs> <laughs>
2: don't question why not? Channel Four. Why channel 4 rugby if they if they've showed us that game let's never question it ever again fine 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 um and also um One of my favourite bits about it—the noise, the cacophony of noise—I can't imagine what it must have been like being in that Aviva Stadium when that try was scored. And and the end contrast. Oh, and at the end, but what was amazing was the contrast between the noise of that try, and then you could hear a pin drop for the conversion. Yeah, it was. I love it. Yeah, love it. I really love it. Yeah,
1: Um, it's a proper proper rugby venue. The Aviva.
2: And one other person I think should deserves a lot of credit. Oh, I just sort of touched on in there, Rory Best. I, I, I don't think that guy gets the credit he deserves. That's two times he's captained the island side to a grand slam, and then followed it up with beating New Zealand. He's, he's, he's done it twice now. I, I
0: thought you were going to say Wayne Barnes. I was going to say <laughs> Wayne Barnes.
2: That is what I'm going to say, Wayne Barnes. Yes, Wayne Barnes deserves a lot of credit. He let a
0: lot of stuff go, though, didn't didn't he? He did let
1: a lot of stuff go. The the one, so there was the challenge, the Carney challenge. On
2: uh, was it? Mackenzie was it McKenzie yeah it was D- Mac. yeah there, there was that yeah and and that's one of the consequences of all the all the stuff that's been around in the laws and all the newspaper columns and all the podcasts like ours talking about laws for the last however long and the last couple of years and all these controversial things and all this concussion stuff and people like Alison Pollock means unfortunately the, the Irish crowd were amazing they were baying for blood
0: on, on a couple of occasions Uh-oh. are we going back Oh, we're going to go after the Irish. There, there was a
2: seat, but <laughs> there was a seatbelt tackle on uh, by Liam Squire, right? Just a regulation seatbelt tackle, wasn't a? Didn't hit the head. It was a bit high. Penalty only. They were booing, like, and they booing when it was a penalty only, like, oh, I can't believe he gave a yellow card. And then, funnily enough, dead silent when uh, Rob Carney tackled uh, tackled mac in the air. If that was the other way round,
0: but they're allowed to be partisan. That, no, no, they're, they're no, no, fans. no, it's fine.
2: But if if that was the other way round, they it would have been we would have been we would never have heard the end if if the scores had been reversed. job. We would never have heard the end of. Yeah. Um, I can't believe that was only a, if if the Rob Carney D Mac thing. So oh, so the other thing creating a hostile atmosphere. Yeah, yeah good and, for them. And, and, and but the way New Zealand have taken the defeat, their fans and stuff online has been brilliant. It has it? Yeah, I, they've, I been they've been great. They've been great. And the players and the coaches—they've been so that resp- They've been New Zealand. Never amazed me how classy they are. whether, oh, I'm not whether they're that. sweeping up dressing <laughs> rooms or whether they're losing with I mean, dignity. My, my they're so
0: humble. My all-time favorite classy New Zealand moment was uh, <laughs> Kieran Reid about to win the Lions test. <laughs> Turn, turns around, Sam Warburton goes, "Hey mate, that's just rugby, eh?" <laughs> and then the ref turns around and goes, "Actually, it's off." Um, it's uh, what say. It? It's a scrub, and then all of a sudden came in and goes. What? What, <laughs> sir, sir? Sir? No, sir. sir. What? I, this isn't
2: it. No. What?
0: <laughs> yeah. So. Well, no,
2: uh, I've got. A, they they are humble and classy, and actually they're not no, humble. No, no, wait, 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 they're wait, wait, wait. Wait, no. But uh, hear me out on this because they're the in, in. They're exactly humble and classy and dignified and in the way that exeter chiefs are. And maybe there is an inverse relationship between humility and haircuts.
0: And maybe maybe, maybe it is a graph.
2: As haircuts get worse, humility
0: gets higher, and maybe that's because when you look in the mirror at that monstrosity every day. See, I would love to think that you were right there, but I I can't. I imagine the haircut's actually come from this place where, literally, you've not been cr- criticised for so long, and no and nobody criticises you. No you criticise you? Yeah, even when you show up with these stupid haircuts, like Brody Ritalik does, uh, like. <laughs> Because he's not been told anything different for so long now, he just thinks he can cut his hair however he wants. Yeah. So, right, I don't I know. I will, I will slightly...
1: Well, no, I will defend the Irish on Twitter... A little bit. There, there were there were some. Uh...
0: There is not one homogenous group called the Irish <laughs> on Twitter. Tim's attacking them. I'm not <laughs> attacking them. <laughs> I'm not attacking them
2: at all. It, it one came ge- across one that generic
0: way. Irish group? <laughs> no, I'm saying. I'm
2: saying it's uh, Wayne Barnes did a brilliant job. He made some <laughs> calls that, had it been reversed, we would never have heard the end of it. Yeah, okay, okay. That's the point okay. I made? And I'd I'd say that's a fairly factual (laughs) statement based on the evidence of decisions in the past. But then you went on to say how
1: amazingly humble and respectful yeah, well, no, the, 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 because the, New, because New Zealand fans haven't been bleating
2: about <laughs> the, the, the uh, so I, New Zealand fans haven't been bleating about refereeing decisions so the implication <laughs> there is that the Irish fans have been bleating in the past, <laughs> oh, when, in they, the past. when they miss out okay. on losses do you not okay. remember the week after Chicago <laughs> no. when when Ireland just lost <laughs> no. to New Zealand I do I oh my god it. twitter was ridiculous <laughs> anyway that's my standard weekly Twitter rant. <laughs> um, no, but you talk about, um, you're talking about um, Ireland. Some of their journalists are funny. And this is one. What was the guy? Oh, name? no, no. You've
0: got to talk about Rob, Rob, Rob Kitson uh, this week.
2: Jo- um, no, th- th- this guy. I'll, 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 oh God, what's his name? It's not George Horn. Anyway, I'll get the name. George Hook. George Hook. George Hook wrote in May the 30th, 2016, when Joe Schmidt had been... Appointed as the island island head coach and was and led Leinster to defeat against Connacht in the Pro 12 final. Um, Greg Horn wrote, no George Horn wrote, is that right? George Hook. George, George Hook. Hook wrote, Schmidt may well be the worst coach in Irish rugby history. Wow. Yesterday exposed his the paucity of his thinking, the authoritarian approach by the national coach. Um, Bespeckled, or no, has, whatever, I can't read my own writing, (laughs) has led to the demise of leadership. Ireland travelled to South Africa in two weeks for a three-test series. One wonders what the Irish rugby public expect. I do not know what they want, but I know what they will get.
0: Wow! Ooh. I wonder what he's going to be saying today. Well, that's why uh, that's why not everyone who comments on rugby has their own hashtag downfall twenty eighteen. <laughs> <laughs> so look, we can all make outrageous <laughs> predictions, but not all of us can be correct. Sorry, sorry about that, George.
1: George Hook is the uh, he got fired. I'm, he's the Irish equivalent of Stephen Jones, isn't he?
0: Um, I'm not sure. I know he got fired. I think is he's that not radio. Neil Francis these days. Uh, may-
1: maybe they're both vying for the uh, that A- coveted. Position.
0: Yeah, they're in a running gun battle with Stephen Jones for the, for the worst rugby writer on <laughs> earth,
2: most um most belligerent rugby writer on earth. Yes. He's actually a very good writer. He...
1: <laughs> Reluctantly, he is. <laughs> um, just, just one thing on the referee. I, the one decision that I think that Wayne Barnes did get wrong was the white lock. Li- offside, lying down, intercept. Oh, yeah. Where he s- slapped the ball from the air. So he was he was offside. He was on the ground, so he shouldn't have played it. And I think there is a, definitely an argument to say it was a deliberate knock-on. Yeah, all, I agree with all, all those things. All three of those. And Wayne bars just gave a penalty, which, uh, yeah, I, interesting. I, I,
2: it's interesting with all of the... Everything we've been going through in the European Cup... And all the red cards and the cards being chucked around like confetti. There hasn't been a red card in yeah, no. internationals, and I think that's. And I'm glad of that, and it's upset some fans, and we and they they talk about we want consistency, and I do get that. However, going back to one of the first things I said on this podcast, where this is a shop window for a lot of people, let's not just have games. Cards chucked around. The way it's been refereed in the autumn internationals, broadly speaking, is how I want the game refereed mm. across the board. Yeah, but you also have players who they're at the
1: top of their game. They understand the, the ins and outs of the law, and they're coming. They're better coming to terms with the way that the law is being officiated now. So I can't think of too many uh, contentious decisions that would have led to a red card, really. Mm.
2: Uh, but Khaleesi... Yes, against, against Scotland. Red. It wasn't seen though. That's so what okay. that I saw on that, TV. I'm amazed I mean, that... yeah, that should be a red. Yeah. If if anything's going to be a red card, that should be red. Yeah, it should be a red. And the guy holding him on the floor should get a
0: yellow for cynically holding a player on the floor. Yep. Um all right. So, why don't we move on to um well, what in comparison was basically just regional rugby. Uh, after <laughs> Well, everything. Yeah. Nothing, nothing's going to be the same again, Drew Nothing's the same. I mean, we're in a post island world now. Um, after Tim tells you about Cornerstone, of course. Cornerstone.co.uk forward
2: slash egg chasers for your amazing offer of the best razors we believe you can get. Hey, listen, Christmas around the corner. You might have a, a dad. I'll tell you what, dad. Take care of dad. Dads are the hardest people to get Christmas presents for. That, yep. That's true. That is. Uh, or your brother for your missus who's always nicking your razor. Yep. Yep. Get an engraved aluminium shaft with their initials on it, six Cornerstone razors in a lovely presentation box, wrapped up, that'll look perfect under the tree. And do you know what? Because you listen to us, we can make sure you get that for just four quid. There's other stuff you can get from cornerstone.co.uk slash eggchasers. However, if you stick with us, four quid... For that amazing offer, you'll see what we what, why we love it. There's no obligation, but we think you'll want to carry on as well. So uh, sort yourself out first, and then sort your your loved ones out for Christmas. Cornerstone.co.uk/slash
0: eggchasers. That's Cornerstone.co.uk/slash eggchasers or egg ten at checkout. Just remember, these trips to Monaco do rack up in cost. <laughs> they certainly so, do. Uh, you must go buy some Cornerstone razors. So does really the so six... does
2: the thousands of quids worth of kit in the rugby dungeon <laughs> right now. <laughs> yes, very
0: true. Match
2: Um So. Johnny Sexton, World Rugby Player of the Year next week. Fafter Clerk, <laughs> uh, Johnny Sexton. Absolutely, Johnny Sexton. Well,
0: we J- need to give him an egg chaser's tie because that's we what do. World Player of the Year gets nowadays.
2: It does. Uh, uh, you're going to be surprised if you st- uh, how tall he is. Am he's
0: I mean, taller he's six, than all of us. 6'3". Six,
2: six, six, he's about six three. Is I reckon he? he's just probably got a, a centimetre on me and you, JB.
0: Um
2: Also, right, similar but different question. If you had to pick an international... If you could pick a World 15, who would be your fly half? It's a different question, but kind of the same. Uh, Sexton. Uh, you pick Sexton. I would. Se- would you have Bowden Barrett in your side? I would. Definitely on the bench.
0: Possibly at 15. Mm. Sexton. Yeah, New Zealand looked better when he was at 15. Pollard has impressed me this season. Uh... Yeah, Sexton. Now, uh, if, I,
2: if you, mm, who would you have? I think I would go Bowden Barrett.
0: Would you? Yeah.
1: Bowden Barrett did score. Was it five tries? What about in one Farrell?
2: Game? Anyone go for
0: Far- Farrell?
1: Um, he'd be he'd be close. He he would be close. I would, I would I think Farrell, Farrell and Sexton are very similar. I would have Sexton over Farrell. Mm. Yes, agreed, agreed. So, but yeah, so if if you were listening to uh, or watching BT Sport on Friday night. You would think that only one man could do that job. Well, only one man can do that job, Danny Cipriani. Danny Cipriani, of course. Because every single time he touched the ball, uh, even when he wasn't touching the ball, it seemed like there was only one player on the pitch. I know we're talking about Premiership. We'll later, talk about we'll it, talk about it,
2: that in the Premiership pod. But it yes. was similar too. You would think that that the that the prep sheet for Sky Sports um, on Saturday, England v Japan, was um, two only two things to talk about today. Um, World Cups in Japan next year. Yep, and uh, Japan beat South Africa
0: That's in the last it. World Cup. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you
2: need to know. <laughs> but I can understand. Again, going back to that original point, that this is a shot
0: window. Those are Im- important <laughs> things to convey. Well, for, yeah, first and foremost, on Japan, they are bloody good at rugby. I mean, like, they're just the basic skills of move. I mean, they move the ball as well, if not better, than anyone else I've seen. All weekend, yeah. Oh, they're,
1: they're individual skills, unreal.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, they are going to give someone an absolute hiding, and it might not be a tier, a tier one team, but whoever's in uh, in that group up against them, good God! I mean, they can they can really play. So much fun to watch, aren't they? Yeah. Like it used to be a case that you know the tier twos would be so vastly outclassed by everyone else. Not anymore. Well, they're, not anymore they're, at all.
2: 11, they're ranked eleven in the world at the minute, so. Where does tier one extend to?
0: It's not it's, quite it's, Japan, it's not quite Georgia.
2: Yeah, it's everyone. Well,
0: I always think of it as it's not quite ruby, Italy, rugby
1: championship wrong. plus six nations, yeah, with it. Mm. With then a question mark, uh, yeah, a genuine so nine. question mark. So You've got, you got nine genuine
2: Italian. tier one teams, yes, yes, that's okay. that's where I am, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then Italy
1: are borderline, uh, Georgia and Japan are
0: pushing for it, yeah, particularly Japan. I mean, goodness me.
2: And they're doing that in the context of £13 a day to live on.
0: Well, I I, I don't know, is the, is the
2: answer. I think they were staying now, at the Lensbury, At the uh, England were putting them up in the Lensbury. There you go, I have a few days here.
0: How and who? I thoughts, know, yeah. Who votes the bill for the tour? Know. I guess this World Rugby, probably have money no, for no, that. I'm sure, don't, the host nation foot the bill for the tour. Don't know. Uh, it doesn't really matter.
2: But, but 25 grand for the game match fee versus 13 yeah, quid
0: a day. But it's it, oh, always the same narrative every year because England are the best paid team in the world, or at least I think they are. If not, they're, they're up there, right? So, narrative every year, year is because they give one game a year to a tier two, the instant focus is oh, look, look at these uh, full time professionals who are the best, or some of the best in, in the world at their craft, look what they get compared to these guys. And it sort of always goes back to, come on, England, give them some more money. And the answer is no, 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 you can't. So I'm not actually... exactly. We want to keep the
2: Brad Shields and the Nathan Hugheses and Dylan Hartley's cup. No, not Dylan Hartley, that's different. And the Michael Leeches,
0: Yes. Um, (laughs) And the Bundiakis, And the Bundyacky's, yeah. And the Gareth Ainscombe's. Correct. Um, Yeah, so it's inevitable... WP Nell the levelsable yearly chat, isn't it, about how much England get paid and good for them. Um Back to the game. Yes. Yeah, Japan are all legitimately good. England, I think, might have underestimated them a tiny bit. Which which is astonishing considering Eddie Jones. Well what did Eddie Jones say in midweek? Like They better go to the temple and pray. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean why I guess they did. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> a bit disrespectful. Um They are very well coached. Uh, Is Tony Brown attack coach there? Don't know. Well, Jamie Jamie Joe is head coach. I got a feeling Tony Brown is, but don't quote quote me on that. But they're just, you know, they're they're so they're so inventive. But obviously, I don't want to talk about Japan because I want to talk about um, the lack of missed tackles. Oh, God, here Ford we go. And, uh, the continuation
2: your... <laughs> of uh, of the issue with Owen Farrell's defence. Go on, what are you saying about this week then? Because Owen Farrell not selected, George Ford selected at 10, Alex Lozowski at 12. And
0: they made all, most, most of their tackles. Amazingly. So uh, I assume England must have chosen a different defensive strategy to play Japan, uh, which didn't require a lot well, of missed uh, tackles. Which is
2: called not playing New Zealand. Yeah. yeah that, it does help not playing but New Zealand. On?
0: And all the other games that Owen, that, that, that Owen Farrell's played. But anyway, the, uh, the point was, about Owen Farrell, it was last week I mentioned this, and the world imploded, uh, because... Um, what... Yeah, it is interesting, actually. And this, again, we... For anyone that doubts, not that
2: anyone would doubt, for anyone doubts doubts the, in, the influence of egg chasers, we lead, others follow. Yeah. Because in the wake of our podcast, which was there on a Monday morning, there was a whole week's worth of articles... About Owen about, Farrell's defence,
0: yeah. and I, I didn't really see it get mentioned in the wake of the game. No, uh, and I will also mention this, which is I've been talking about it for three years, um, or at least three two years, about <laughs> two, about two, <laughs> I'd say. Okay, um, but there is some really, some really good analysis on Owen Farrell as to why he misses tackles. I think you're a fan of this on you, team that it's about the positive outcome. Uh,
1: well. Yeah, you got to you got to take it in context. There is a context. Yeah,
0: so you, it's okay to miss eleven missed tackles if it's all for a positive reason. No, well, no, actually,
1: I
2: don't think it's okay. I don't think it's ever okay to miss eleven tackles. But you have to look at each one in in context. For example, Owen Farrell last week had one missed tackle chalked up because he was running behind Henry Slade uh-huh. to try and make up for the
0: fact... Who himself is a missed tackle expert.
2: W- well, uh, Henry Slade made one, missed five yeah, in same. this game. Um, just gone, But Henry Slade was, Owen Farrell was working so hard, he ran behind Henry Slade to try and tackle the New, New Zealand player when he went through and scored. And I can't remember who actually missed the tackle to let him through. Ben Teo, ben Teo. Ben Teo had missed a tackle. D-Mac went through. Owen Farrell was working so hard, he managed to get like a fingertip to the shoulder of D-Mac. Yep. That went up as a, as a missed tackle. No other player on the field would have even... Thought w- of it would have been working so hard that they'd have run behind one of their own players to try and
0: get uh, closer. Agreed. So we've had Owen Farrell works misses tackles because he works harder than everyone else. True. But Owen Farrell misses tackles because he's been told to miss tackles. We've had Owen Farrell misses tackles because it ends up in a good result anyway. It's a system. It is a system thing. So I've actually come to the conclusion that maybe I'm wrong. Maybe maybe after all this whinging, I am wrong, and therefore I've decided to use Owen Farrell analysis on my life. So um, here is a list of bad decisions I've made with positive outcomes. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, number one, uh, getting Broughton Park relegated. Bad decision, yep. but positive outcome, moved over to TOC H. Yep. Uh, getting enough... Well, f- good outcome for Jay Beardmore, for Jonathan Beardmore. Well, that, but that's, that's what yeah, I was, that's, yeah, that's that's all, yeah, that's all yeah. you care yeah, yeah. about, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I, uh, exactly. Rolling my mum's car in a field. Right, <laughs> rolling. Yeah, rolling, rolling, and uh, yeah. So Are doing donuts or something. No, a um, little bit too fast, a little, little bit icy. Flipped into a field and uh, no, uh, nose over end. Started rolling. Roll, roll Nose over end. Yep, yeah, like that, and started what? rolling, rotating down a hill, down a cliff face. What positive outcome? I hit a tree. <laughs> uh, <laughs> is that positive? Because I, well, I didn't go down a cliff. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Got on a zip wire whilst I was drunk. You were very drunk. Yeah, got you in, got on the zip wire. Yeah, bad decision. Got impaled through my back. it Millimetres away from my spine. Yep. Good outcome. Not paralysed. And <laughs> great story. Found, it, yeah. Amazing story. Uh, got into a fight one week before my GCSEs. Was suspended for my first exam. <laughs> yeah. But positive outcome. Ended up with a, uh, with a C in maths. <laughs> and you've got a good job nice yeah. house nice family exactly so i think we should all look at our lives now through the through the I'm, lens of owen farrell analysis i'm not sure all those positive outcomes are that positive yeah I i've got I, no I've, the... got, I've got
2: a genuine one um f- uh let go from my job so and replaced by chris moyles <laughs> yeah uh gave me a kick up the backside i went and I went and I wouldn't have been doing the BT sports BT exactly, right. exactly
0: right, mate. That is a good one. Uh, th- so that's a classic Owen Farrell. You did a classic Owen Farrell. It. You Farrelled it. it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I've got loads here. Getting, uh, getting caught by my mum's friend, driving her car while she's on holiday before I pass my test. <laughs> uh, I've got falling through a shop window and getting arrested. Where's the positive outcome um, element? Uh, You're you're, you're just giving us Um, bad bad things that happen. So the positive outcome for... Well, you you don't know where I was going in that car. That would be... That (laughs) that, that would be the positive outcome there. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, Yeah, I've got loads. I've got loads. I've completely farrell that one.
2: Uh, On this game, Owen Farrell came on. Yep. And England didn't concede a point after he was on the field. And Owen Farrell's defensive stats... In this game, which is a fair, seven and one, which is a fair context to compare against Lesofsky and, and and George and George Ford seven and one seven and one. So in context, which is about the same
1: ratio as Lesofsky and uh, Noel, who started in the centre. Only again, but, and th- and this is where so,
2: there's there's a there's a value element because Lesofsky, one of his missed tackles was a, a tackle he should never have missed that led try. to a Japanese try, direct try. And you yeah. tell me a tackle that Farrell's missed where someone's walked through for a try. Uh, I mean, I, I'm, I know, it's, I'm not saying it hasn't happened because undoubtedly it will have happened. But anyway, my, there's my point. And actually, interestingly, I thought out of this game, the one person that I think there's more of a question mark above their head now is Alex Lozowski. Yeah, well, neither Lozowski or Noel
0: had particularly good like, performances in that first the, half playing in the centre. Lozovsky to me is a 10, right? But should be playing 13. Or should I say, he's a 13 but can't play 10. No, I think he's a yeah. great 13. He is a great Play him at 13. Um, yeah, I didn't like the I didn't like the central lineup when I saw no, it. No, uh, no, forget it. Just no. Uh he's a winger. Like why is uh not a clamour from Exeter fans to see the same thing? There must be a reason. I mean, they see him more more than us. Yeah. Um so actually that is a genuine question. If you are an Exeter fan and you want to see him at center, let let me know. I'd be interested I'd be interested to know your thoughts. Yeah, and why? Yeah. Um Cock and Singer did, did did well? Yeah.
1: Um didn't have a lot of the ball. No. Fin- finishes try well, was yeah. was uh, involved. Nice little interplay for the care try, the first try. Yeah.
0: I mean, I, I think looking at this, right, it just makes you think that England are okay. Forget the traditional tier ones, tier twos. I'm using it in a slightly different context. Tier one is New Zealand and Ireland, and then <laughs> England are solidly in that next tier. I mean, I don't know how good they are in that next tier. Are they the best of the rest? Probably not. Yeah, but, probably not. You know, there's, a, there's a tier of about four or five teams there yeah. who are all just as good as each other and <laughs> could beat anyone on any given day. Agreed. But they're a million miles away from Ireland and New Zealand. And I think
2: what's shaping up, and hopefully after the Australia game, it, it it works the same. I think it's there's less question marks than there were a few weeks ago, which is a real positive for England. Not not ideal, not where we want to be. I want, wanted to have pushed on in the way that Ireland have. Um, but that, that hasn't happened, but... There's a bit of momentum they, building. England feel like they've stabilised a bit to me. A little bit, yes. Agreed. Although there's still a few question marks I have. Um, Elliot Daly, still not convinced. He, he's a, a 15. Still not convinced. No, the, not. the
1: only way you're going to get convinced is more game time. He he and the problem is, he needs lots of game time at Wasps. Well, and he's not really Mike, going to get it
0: because of Willow Roof. Mike Brown, for all of his... Um, You know, shortcomings. And, you know, he's getting older, he's getting slower, blah, 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 blah. He has had many, many hours at fullback. He's had a whole career there. He
2: was England's best player in South Africa. Yeah, on 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 the wing. Playing on the wing, which...
0: Him and Johnny May.
1: They did... They did yeah. kind of interchange as well with him playing on the wing.
0: So you know, fullback. I just don't get it for Elliot Daly. Elliot Daly is a really good electric w- winger. He's the sort of guy you just need on the field, and if that means hiding him on the wing, so be it. But and plus, he, if you
1: want to, he could have played. He, why? Why not play yeah. him at thirteen? I know. If mm, you want more, to experiment, experiment with, a, with an North.
2: auxiliary thirteen that could go in there for a World Cup, but but, he he's did, got yeah. a career's body of work yeah. at thirteen. Yeah, and Jack Knoll has played plenty at fullback or in the back three. So anyway. There's still a few question marks, but yeah, uh, did you you don't like you did not like the selection of um, Ted Hill? Did 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 you say no? I didn't. Uh, not because I don't think he's a really exciting prospect and a very very good 19 year old player, but just I I I really think pulling on that jersey and wearing the rose. Did he come on? I didn't watch the end of the he game. Did yeah, on, yeah. He, so he's made his debut. So he's he's made he is an England international. He's got a number on that list of England internationals, and I just think it devalues what pulling on the rose means because he has not earned that.
0: No, it's hard to say. So he's, an,
2: he's an incredibly exciting player, don't get me wrong, and they've seen him in training, and I'm sure they trust him and stuff. He hasn't earned that rose in the way that I want an England player to have like that Like what rose. Wilson
0: has after five years of grafting and throwing his, you know, throwing his head yeah, into he's work.
2: played. he hasn't even played double figures of senior matches.
0: The only the only thing I would say on that, I largely agree with everything you said there, but the only thing I would, I would, I would add to it is... Eddie's, uh, one of his things he is really great at is this talent idea. I keep saying it. But, you know, presumably people were saying that about Matt Gitto. Well, he's an England
2: international before Marcus Smith is.
0: Yeah. But Marcus like, Smith has been starting for Harlequins for the last two seasons. He g- he gave a cap to Matt Gitto before he'd played a senior game full stop. Yeah. You know? Oh, I get it. And yeah. I don't doubt
2: that Ted Hill's going to be great. It, I, just, that, I, I just, uh, I just, don't, and I don't want it to be construed that I'm being negative on Ted Hill because I'm absolutely not. The guy's going to be, a really fantastic yeah. player. Did he give... But I, I don't. I, I really, really, really dis. I dislike him getting a cap less than I dislike project players. But but just a bit below. <laughs> <Okay>. Really? Um,
0: <laughs> did Eddie discover Genge? What do you mean? By did, was he the one that called him up, or was that Lancaster? Ooh, the baby rhino. Because you got Genj, who it came from nowhere. He was from Bristol. Then in the, in the squad, you have got Hale. You got. Um, Marcus Smith, who feels like he's part of the furniture now in terms of Premiership appearances, but actually a year ago he was pretty much unknown. Um, I'm trying to think of others now. Gary, Gary Graham, Gary, <laughs> Gary Graham, Graham! Uh, Gary Sco- Graham, Scotland player Gary Graham. Oh, good on you, Gary. Well, <laughs> um, to, be far, to be
2: fair, he, he called Eddie Jones and said, "I'm going to do this," uh, and fair enough, absolutely fair enough, and I think it's the decision he should have made originally, because I'm... he thinks of himself as Scottish. His dad played for Scotland. I understand for a, he's from a really working class humble background and I totally understand the attraction of 25 bags a game. But this is what it's about. He should have, the heart would have been originally
0: Scotland. That, and alleged. well I've got a text here. Would you want me to read this text? Yeah, go on. So, um... <laughs> Uh, it just says, um, "Do you know the story about Gary Graham and Eddie?" Question mark. And I've said, "Yeah, amazing." And then I've read it. Again, no, sorry, I misread that. Tell me. So Gary Graham gets gets to Penny Hill and is walking down the corridor. Before you do
2: this, are you? Is this fair to say on a podcast?
0: Well, right? I'm, I'm not going to tell you who sends it, but um,
2: it's not incriminating to anyone, is it?
0: Well, we'll find out. <laughs> um, <laughs> Gary, Gary, Graham gets 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 to Penny Hill and is walking down da, down the corridor. Eddie walks past and past and he says, "Sorry," and he says hello, calls him by the wrong name. Gary corrects him and Eddie says, "I didn't pick you." <laughs> now, if that is true, if that is even remotely true, it can't be true, can it? <sighs> Surely not. I don't. Surely know. Eddie has. Well, 100% he's not total control can, over that squad. Can you remember when he got picked and the stories around him being picked were? Well, first of all, who is he? Yeah, right. That was the first thing. He only all, played half a dozen times for Newcastle. At yeah, that stage, he had like from Jersey. Uh, yeah, he had one touch of a ball against someone in a European Cup, and that was it. So there was that, and then there was the noises about England getting annoyed that. Other countries were poaching their academy products. Yeah. And then there was Ben Bellacott, yeah. who's Scottish through and through, getting called up to the England training mm-hmm. squad. Yeah. So we did actually say at the time, this does sound a little bit political. And I think it might have been. And it's come back to bite them.
2: Well, um, it hasn't,
0: because they could have picked him if they wanted him. Yeah. So
2: fair play. Fair play, Gary Graham. Go get your caps. The, 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 and
0: the, get your stash. Well, yeah. Get
2: your stash as well. My God, yeah. Check out eBay. That'll, yeah. that'll be, I mean, the way, be up
0: there soon. The irony of him not getting in because Skinner was playing is not lost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, good all round for everyone, I think. Yes.
2: So, uh, but let this be a lesson, people of dual nationality or dual options when it comes to playing rugby. Think very carefully about statements you make publicly because they could bite you in the ass. Because one thing Gary Graham did say when he was playing for England, they went, So, obviously, you could have chosen Scotland, but you chose England. He's. And he said, yeah, for me, anything less than playing for England is a failure. <laughs> oh. Oh, quote no. Gary Graham. Hey, he
0: might still think that. <laughs> uh, well, no, he's no, not, he's
2: not yet played for Scotland, so he could he, always go back and forth. No, the quote he said uh, now, this week, is, quote, I've always wanted to play for Scotland.
0: I, I tell you what, it wouldn't be amazing if he's got like Welsh ancestry. Yeah. And then he gets called up to Wales or Ireland. Yeah. He do- doesn't get a Scotland cap.
2: Yeah, Banahan should have done the full tour for Stash before yeah, actually before playing actually his first England, England game. Yeah, it's he's just,
1: a Jer- born in Jersey. Yeah, what he could have done, so he, he goes uh, Scotland squad, then the Ireland squad, Wales squad, uh, and just ev- right before the game, just do a Dan Levy, full body sawness. Yeah. Oh, full
0: body, which by the way... Got,
1: Undisclosed full body soreness. Got sawness.
0: one particular journalist, journalist very worked up. Did you see this?
2: I saw
1: one tweet
2: from Kitson. Oh, he was furious. Oh, yeah, because, because Ireland are now, well, this is following on from Connor Murray, yeah. Ireland are not disclosing
0: any information
2: about Good, it's injuries information. to Ireland's players.
0: But what about the fans, Tim? What about the fans? I yeah. don't understand the argument at all. If they don't want to give their medical history, that is their... That, if they can't play, they can't play, and that's all you need yeah, to Yeah, but all,
2: all they need to say is, uh, yeah, it's a, a thigh... Generic tightness. He pulled pulled out in training. It hurt his thigh. Yeah, exactly. We're, we're waiting for scans, but it, it's almost. It's a bit odd going. We're not discussing anything to do with the medical situation of our players. I it think, is a bit odd. Well, it, I, I do find it a bit odd because it's like ultra protective.
0: What? Who's going to use that information? I would use it. How? Depends what the injury is. Okay, it's a knee injury. Knee injury or foot injury? Target the foot. Would you though? Yeah, I think so.
1: And the, okay, then put your put yourself in the physio um, looking after Dan Levy. Okay, you're
0: going to make sure he's back at full strength. Yeah. So what good is targeting in the foot? Sorry, I, I'm, sorry. Are you asking me how I would use that information as what? So, no, if, so first of all, I was asking you as if a, you're, if as, you, as the opposition, player. yeah. And yeah. then secondly, if you're
1: a physio, are you going to let him go out if there's any weakness? No, of course you're not. Well,
0: so, you might so wait So the information is useless. But you might do. You 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 might do. Would you? I mean, I, look, it, it, it's my information. If I don't if I don't want it getting out, that will be that. And I'm completely on. Some the of the speculation side. is it's all to do with insurance. It might it might be. But then you've got to declare it on your insurances anyway. I so, know we yeah. talked about this before. So, is, yeah. no, thought,
2: if, is it
1: is it like if they're looking for the one thing I thought of with the Colin Murray, not this this Levy one, was the um, Alex Corbysiero when. Brian Smith the yeah, L- London Irish Lewis. coach when he left London Irish to go to Northampton said he has got a degenerative knee injury and he played a couple more seasons and packed it in that was the only thing so if there was something that was like long term a chronic problem that's when you wouldn't want it out if it's just if it's an ankle or a, a wrist or whatever it just it doesn't matter so yep. it actually it made me worry a bit about the Conor Murray issue, issue. Would be something mm. of that magnitude.
2: Mm, that's interesting. That is interesting.
0: Mm.
1: But then I guess if you if you then take the stance that you're not going to disclose any information about anyone, it, that you take that whole uh, uh,
0: degenerative uh, thing out of that. I, so I just wouldn't. Um, yeah. You know, if I was in if I was in the mood to tell you, I'd tell you. If I wasn't, I wouldn't, <laughs> and that'd be that. There you go. Yeah. Your information, do do it the way you want.
1: A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Just just before we leave the England-Japan, I know we're bouncing about a bit. England-Japan game, I just want to say how good Michael Leach was.
2: Oh my word.
1: And it was, it is a bit of a travesty that and um, Nick Mullins said it is now protocol that the winning team, a play from the winning team has to be man of the match. Oh,
2: that—that that is actually that, explicit. That, that's what Nick Mullins tweeted. I know that is generally what happens because you don't want to have the the Joe Launchbury yeah. against Michael Wales. Ho- you have just lost. There yeah. you go. Just smile with your medal.
1: Joe Launchbury and I think Michael Hooper did one against England, perhaps where in the Michael, Ho- uh, uh, Michael Hooper or David Pocock. <laughs> <laughs> uh, basically, the same person, yeah, yeah, I think, yeah. to me. <laughs> um, yeah, so I can understand where. Uh, it's almost for tier one nations. It should be from the winning team. Uh, if tier two are playing tier one, this does sound a little bit patronising. But it
0: is a little bit patronising.
1: Michael, Michael Leach was the best player on
0: that pitch yeah. I, he, comfortably. He, he was by far the best player on that pitch. Yeah. Do you remember when Michael Leach got choked up by um, David Pocock? <laughs> I do remember the, about the that. The ethical David Pocock, yeah,
2: eco warrior. And the flip side. The flip side of that is, Michael Leach. You don't have to. You don't have to do a long interview and you can and plus anyway a cat he's the cat he, he, was, he was the captain, captain so he the losing captain anyway he you know i'm sure he'd front up and talk about it anyway but uh, it's it's an odd one i don't i don't agree i don't personally agree with that protocol if it's if it's 50-50 and you could pick one or another fine yeah it makes more sense but like you say comfortably the best player on the pitch yeah Like, I wouldn't have had a
1: problem in the Scotland-South Africa game with Stuart Hogg being man of the match. Because I thought, again, I think it was a big blow when he went off. And hopefully, because it looked like an ankle injury again, Mm. which he just come back from. Hopefully that's not bad at all. But I thought he was the best player on the pitch. I thought he was phenomenal. He was.
2: And Hoggy would have loved to have walked away with that, can of tenants in, form- oh, in formaldehyde, yes. the man of the match trophy for Scotland <laughs> international games. Wow. Solid it's amazing. Of tenants. It's like Damien Hurst budget, <laughs> pound shop Damien Hurst. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it is incredible. It is incredible. I'd love one of those. Having seen it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so this is another game which just tells me there are no longer any bad teams in international rugby because these two were absolutely fantastic. It's a great game. This wasn't, wasn't it? it. It was. I mean, if it wasn't for the game afterwards, we'd be we we would be talking about this for you know the first thirty minutes yeah. of the entire program. The, the Jesse
2: Creel try, muster and kits off, the hands of that a couple of front five forwards, the break and hands. It was brilliant. Yeah, it was, it was like it was
1: the other way around. It was like the centres yeah uh, doing the handling on the forwards doing the crash through it because Jesse Creel crashed over the line.
0: Um. I, I mean, I thought Scotland were going to get a hiding. I didn't think that Scotland could, could stop South Africa in any way, shape or form. Well, then
2: you haven't been looking at Scotland's results at
0: Murrayfield for well, the last two years. Yeah. It wasn't about that. Eight out of nine or nine. Eight or out of nine, and then only yeah. narrowly lost to New Zealand. No, it wasn't about was that Definitely, It was about that South Africa pack being so much more massive than anything else on earth. And <laughs> them just not being able to, to, to contain the go-forward. I was completely wrong.
1: Yeah, because we, we had seen Scotland against France Mm. last season, which was a bit of a chaotic game, but they could handle it, Yeah, and, and they, they can. They might not be quite as big, the Scotland pack, but they're, they're very well drilled, very well organised. So
0: Scotland remind me of Ireland before last World Cup, and what I mean by that is they are a good team, but they are still reliant on a handful of individuals, whereas Ireland have got past that now. They're not, you know, someone, you know, Conor Con- Con- Code- is out, does... Uh, Doesn't matter. Probably Johnny Sexton's probably the only guy they can't replace, and they probably could. Henshaw out doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. So they're sort of past the individual stage. Scotland need all their players playing and playing well to be to 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 be good. But nevertheless, when they do have everyone playing, they're really really good. And they'll be. I mean, the World Cup coming up. There are so many good teams that could win it, and I include Scotland in, in that.
1: So do you think they could actually win it?
2: Yeah, I think I don't think they can string together seven games for exactly the reason you just highlighted. But it's yeah. So if you take out is it or six games, seven seven uh, yeah. games. So if you 4 3 yeah, seven. If anything
0: happens to Ireland or or New Zealand on the way to the final, right? You've got five teams there. One or four teams one of them's going to win it and all of them are not capable of stringing together those six wins, but they will do so just by default. But the, the someone has to win it, and if it's, if it's if it's not those two, it could be anyone from the chasing pack. So yeah, absolutely, Scotland could win it.
1: Scotland's problem, they would have to be phenomenally lucky with injuries, because exactly yeah. as you yeah. have just highlighted, that it it's not always
0: one uh, A and one B. Yes, that is actually a bit, of... A... and that that does make it difficult. I, I think Australia are probably in 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 that group. Um and like they need everyone fit and firing. England probably not no not quite not quite so much actually. depends on positions for England. Yeah. England have got a few key guys who if they're missing it just well, I mean, cost them. Yeah. No no and they're in and, and they're and in they're trouble. Doing,
1: well, no Vunapolas and they beat South Africa and lost to New Zealand by one mm. point.
0: I think it's South I, I still think it's South Africa that are gonna be the biggest challenges to those top two.
2: What about on debut faf has been getting all the headlines, and then Ambrose Papier. Papier. what a live wire he is! He's all yeah, right. He's he was all right.
0: exciting. He, he he held the fort well. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Just because you're you're a man uh,
1: behind
0: the scenes at Sale JB, not particularly. Well, you you but work go on. Try me out in the, fr- out, in
2: the out in front, not <laughs> you, behind the scenes. Yeah, well,
0: you work there. <laughs> Uh, okay, well, no, I don't work. Uh, go, ask, ask away. <laughs> why wasn't Why wasn't Faf playing for South Africa? Uh, I couldn't possibly suggest why, um, but uh, he. It doesn't normally stop you. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I think they've just got a very good relationship with Sale there, which is probably why they've got another South African international rocking up uh, to um, to uh, to play for them for three months now, which is quite exciting. And the word on the street is there's going to be more. Um, and names that you will have heard of who probably played this weekend too. So watch this space. Props. Maybe. May, maybe ginger ones. Who knows? Yeah. that would be knows? a good sign-in. But, uh, no, I, I think the problem is they are after a lot of these South African lads. have got a good relationship there, but everyone's after these South African lads, and the money that will be thrown at, at, at those lads is going to be enormous.
2: Can I talk about one moment in this Scotland v South Africa game? Yes, please. The yellow card for Willie LaRue. Villarue, right?
1: So I did not like this.
2: No, and I've I've said this before, so I'm not going to labour the point. But I think I can now verbalise what my issue is. So this is one of those situations where it's a judge to have been a deliberate knock-on, denying a, an oppor- an attacking opportunity, and therefore an automatic yellow card. Um, it was Rue getting a yellow card for that was consistent with how, with the other yellow cards which have been given out all season. I think they're all rubbish. And none of them like that should be given a yellow card and here's here 's the way that i 've crystallized it in my mind, hmm. so yes, he denied a clear break he did with his knock on, which was adjudged to have been deliberate. However, had he not rushed up to in- to try to intercept the ball, there would not have been a shot at a line break, uh. therefore, what you 're actually doing is incentivizing safe defence and collisions and you're disincentivising evasion and potential tries one Mm. way or the other because Villaluru catches it, he scores, Scotland catch it, they could go and score. But actually the coaching point as we, as Phil quite often talks about in these sorts of situations, the coaching point is going to be, don't even try interceptions, stand back, play it safe, be passive and just make the tackle. So what you're actually incentivising world rugby with this particular interpretation of the law because deliberate knock-ons have always been penalties or yellow cards, what you're, what you're doing with this 50-50, could actually catch it um, and knock it on, you're incentivising extra tackles, extra rucks, mm. less tries. I
0: do love, I do love yeah. the idea. I mean, yes, you can tell when a player can and cannot, uh, or does and does not have a chance of catching the ball. On the other hand, I would like to think that the, the player trying to catch the ball, particularly in international, is in a handful of the most qualified people on earth who, who know... know when a ball is catchable, yeah. I mean, I, I, I'd like I'd like to be able to just leave it to their uh, to their judgment.
1: Yeah, and I I do I think I've made this point before. I do have a bit of an issue with the term deliberate, because deliberate signals you intended to knock it on. Whereas the way it is adjudicated is were they in a, and in, in fact in in line with the way it's written in the laws is were they in a reasonable position or did they have a reasonable chance of catching that ball? But exactly as you say, will they rue? There, there is, no, there is no way he would have gone for that with one hand if he, is, he thought he couldn't yeah. have
0: caught it with one hand. He is one of the, probably the top five people in the world most qualified to judge if a ball is catchable.
1: Yes, and and <laughs> in that position, he, there is no incentive at all for him not to try and catch it. Yeah, because if he catches it, it's seven points. Exactly. So, it just that one. It just seems so odd. There's some which have been more marginal than that. That just seemed like. To be fair, I was seeing something completely different. I am all
0: for yellow cards for deliberate knock-ons. If
1: if if, if it is cynical...
2: And like a slap-down. Yeah,
1: yeah. If it's a slap-down, if it's cynical, definitely. Mm. But that... And all all the commentators, uh, who generally former players, the pundits were all saying, no, he's trying to get that. He's trying to take it. So I just think this was quite... Shutting the stable
2: door after the horse has bolted. You're, you 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 moan for letter of the law for a couple of years, and this is what you get.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure that was letter of the law
2: though. Well, all <laughs> right. I, you you, you crave was... you crave consistency. That means when it happens once, it has to happen every time. So, anyway, it's all that particular interpretation of that particular law is bollocks.
0: <laughs> I hmm. do agree. That that particular interpretation was just wrong. Yep. So, to sum up, Scotland good, South Africa good. Well, uh, well, well, oh, oh, well done, guys. Great work. Well done. Um, so, the other games that I watched the full game of, Yeah. we watched the full game of, France-Argentina. Loved it. I love France. I think France is my favourite team <laughs> in the world now. France and South Africa, it's a toss-up between, uh, uh, between those two. So, watching this, JB
1: said it <laughs> when we were watching this, straight immediately after. So, we recorded this game, we watched the full... Uh, the full, the big one, Island New Zealand, and what, then what was
2: France Argentina <laughs> wrong? Because last week you couldn't watch Premier, France South Africa
1: Premier Sports, Premier Sports. Both, oh, okay. both times. Which JB has because of his beloved Benetton, it, of course. <laughs> <laughs> so JB said this is like watching a very very good public school match. Yeah, <laughs> in comparison to the standard, the ferocity of Ireland, New Zealand, and I think you were right. You are watching like watching the set piece, watching. The the was, line the defensive line structure was it, it was, was all perfectly competent. It it was acceptable. Yeah. It was nothing like watching that France that dog legged France Argentina defensive line mm. meander its way up the pitch when one of the teams was attacking compared to the militant discipline. Of the exactly. island defensive line, it was. But
0: what were you expecting with you? Know, um, you know, France, Argentina, not renowned know, for. Uh, know. You know their stoic defensive duties. I know, but it really did highlight the difference. Yeah, but it cultural led, more than else. It led to a highly entertaining game. It was a great game
1: and a couple of standout performances: uh, Teddy Thomas oh, and Gail Gail Teddy Fiku,
0: Toma. Gail Fiku who some old, of the passes were incredible in this game. Oh, yeah. So the three so pass. To,
1: for Thomas's, was that his second try? Yeah.
0: I, God, I love Teddy Thomas. I, I, he's just so. I, I was going to say good, but maybe that's not quite it. He's, he just does things which other people can't. God, yeah, and yeah, you yeah. can't explain how he does it either. Yeah. Some um, of his running is incredible. Uge was back. and no, I love Uge. Uge. He's just oh, slick. slick. The Uge break for,
2: was was followed, the, fir- for the first Thomas try? He's slick, literally unmetaphorical. Yeah, yeah.
0: You know, what, you know, whatever oozes out of his skin can probably make engines run forty percent more efficiently. Um, <laughs> you know, he is. Uh, I love him because he's just like he's he's like a comic book bad guy. Like, everybody hates him. He's a, he's the French except villain. Except the women. Yeah, except the women. He's he's literally like the French villain that Hollywood would write.
2: <laughs> um,
0: I, I, I just can't get enough of this I, I, I just love the French I really do in fact uh, next Six Nations they're probably going to be the team team that I actually support well you're going to be because it's on the board oh yeah of course I've said that they're going to win the Six Nations I'm not yeah. convinced on that at all now at all I, I think they're probably uh, well four or five but you know <laughs> wow <laughs> They're going to be better than England.
2: I, d- I didn't watch Wales Tonga.
0: No, neither. Did I played. So, so the first half an hour
1: before the England game, oh. and it was all Wales. Not helped by the uh, Tonga. Were not helped by the referee. He gave a penalty try, which didn't really need to be a penalty try, and the yellow card at the same time, which put them down to to ten men. And uh, Wales just men. Uh, sorry ten men fourteen men. Wales just controlled. You've it. been to City <laughs> again this week?
2: <laughs> not this week. On an international weekend Uh, anyway, so you had to have a weekend
0: off the football. Yeah. Yes. Um, Has anyone read any of the rugby press today Uh, in relation to transfers? Anyone know any of any transfers? Uh, Not from today. Have you you got any that you're aware of?
2: Um, What, international players? Yes. After the Autumn Internationals come in places.
0: Uh, An English guy moving. Anyway doesn't matter because we'll tell you about that in the domestic podcast. Ooh, which is going to be in a day's time. Exactly.
2: We're getting back together tomorrow. The band Oof. are getting back Oof. together for the domestic pod. Like, just like the Spice Girls. <laughs> okay. Except, Who are you then, Jay? I don't
0: know. Um, that's a good question. Uh, baby, that's not really it. It's probably Belligerent baby. Spice. Belligerent spice? <laughs> Old Spice? <laughs> <laughs> Phil would be... Uh, uh, Manchester Homeless Spice. I don't know.
2: I saw some... I I, I assume that's what they were doing. I walked past... I walked near Piccadilly Station and uh, so interesting. saw some saw some people.
0: So interesting, keeling over backwards. Yeah, yeah, relax yoga. It might have been. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it was either spice or yoga, one of yeah. the two. So in- interesting little fact, fact for you. I was getting the getting the tram up to Oldham a few weeks ago, maybe a few months ago, now, and every morning there would be um, people getting on the tram who probably weren't going to work that that morning. Uh, A few weeks ago, there was a tower block in Oldham, which is literally about 500 metres away from where I work, which was um, cordoned off by the police, and they found um, the North West's biggest spice lab there. Wow. Yeah, it's proper Breaking Bad stuff. Breaking Bad, yeah. Yeah, so that's why uh, people were going on the tram towards Oldham. Before we go... um, Go We're up north.
2: uh, Before we go, just one little word on Steve Brown leaving the RFU as chief exec.
0: Yeah. Oh, I don't know... I know nothing about it.
2: He's only been in charge for 14 months. Uh, He he apparently made his own decision to leave. Um, Sorry. Sure. Sure he did. Did did Brown make... make, Oh, no, sorry, that's a question, not a statement. Sorry.
1: So, from what I I read...
2: It was described by Francis Barron this week. The, The finances were described as, quote, a shambles by the former chief exec. And they had to... And the RFU had to get rid of 64 staff 64 members of staff as emergency cost cutting
0: that's astonishing Brown
2: was the man who was the public figure of these financial problems and had already admitted that the union would need to make 5 million pounds worth of cuts per year for 4 years to reset their balance sheet so the RFU have said it was totally Steve's decision
0: hang on a minute so I'm not Ofe. He's only been
2: there fourteen months, though.
0: How much damage can you do in fourteen months? This is exactly what I was going to ask Phil because I'm not very with big commercial organisations, but you are. Um, like, how much damage can you do? I mean, presumably, quite a lot. Um, it depends. It depends how
1: much direct control he has, and also how much is controlled by other people, or or how much that should be under his control. And he's
0: actually not under his control, if that makes sense.
2: The East Stand had nothing to do with him.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, because you don't build an East Stand in 18 months from conception to actually throwing the thing up. No, 2012. um, I know. So the RFU, Barron
2: claims the RFU's lost nearly 50 million since 2012 and that the East Stand was 27 million over budget.
0: Does he mean they spent 50 million rather than just carelessly left it around?
2: Lost (laughs) 50 million, yeah. Yeah, who knows? There. Anyway, bit of a bit of a mess and a bit of a vacuum in leadership.
0: Well, I'm sure the telegraph there. will clear that up for us in short order because they are the people in the about they are a few.
2: Oh, watch this space. Indeed. Mm. Anyway, if anything happens between now and tomorrow that we happen to read between now and tomorrow, then...
0: Uh, like some transfer rumours, eh? Hey?
2: Well, you know, maybe some transfer rumours. See you on the domestic pod. Ooh, and, uh, well, just one thing oh, yeah, worth on. mentioning. Well, two things worth mentioning. Canada. Yes, the
1: reprochage. Oh, yeah, it's over. It is over. It's It's, pretty much, for all intents and purposes, over. It's not over unless Hong Kong beat Canada by uh, more than 60 points. More? Okay. About 60 points. 57 points.
0: All right. And what about Germany?
2: And Germany would have to get a bonus point win. Uh, Germany are out of it. Oh, they're out of it?
1: Yeah, because they've not picked up any bonus points so far. Poor Germany. Canada on 10 points. So
2: us going to the final weekend of the Repechage to see the final team crowned at the Rugby World Cup is just more of a procession and coronation of Canada.
1: Probably. So Hong Kong do play Canada. If Hong Kong get a big bonus point win against Canada, they could theoretically. Which game is first? Uh, The Kenya-Germany game is first at 6 o'clock. And Hong Kong Canada is should at we, nine should a Should we block. go see
2: Mike Ford? Definitely. Um and, and Germany. Go 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 watch their game, congratulate Canada, and then and then get <laughs> in,
1: and then get up. into town. <laughs> well yeah. warming up we can congratulate them.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I think well, that's probably wise. There's a pretty nice marina in uh, oh, Marseille. Yeah, and I have booked uh, I have booked a table too. So <laughs> <laughs> So you pre preempted Canada I will be,
2: That's. I, I mean that's I will mean, be astonished. Your board, right? Yeah.
0: Your board is
2: has had some some things you, you've met, you've put your um, money where your mouth is with the board. Some of those predictions haven't come off, some of them haven't. Booking a table for Marseille weeks before the reprochage, pre- preempting the fact that Canada will already be there.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's that's the most impressive thing you've done. It, it is. I would be frankly astonished if we go to eyes with these games, but um, <laughs> we're definitely going to one of the games. Yeah,
1: we'll,
2: we'll, we'll see the
0: start How far out
2: where, where is the Marseille rugby ground in relation to the town? I don't think it's too far out. It's
0: uh, on the tram route. Oh, that's right. then. I've
2: already done my maps. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then we will be uh, doing podcasting and stuff next weekend now, how from do we pod- the, sta- the, the Stadio de Flaminio. Yeah. In so
0: that's a really good point. Do we do our podcast? This is sort of an, an internal chat, but it doesn't with, matter. After, after, after Str- we've been on the beers, with might Ford. Yes. no, well, it's, <laughs> And now we can't. So, no, no, we'll have to do it on Sunday. So what we'll do on Sunday, well, because we're going to be in Rome, and the the Rome match kicks off at 1. It does. Meaning that we've that got to then somehow watch the rest of the internationals in Rome somewhere. Oh, no. But that <laughs> also means that... We'll go to some of Rome's fine Irish bars. Yeah, that also means that we're not necessarily going to be able to podcast that evening. Like, so we'll, we'll have to do it all on Sunday. Unlikely, because the last game will only finish at, like, 10 or 10
1: o'clock. That'll be France, yeah? Yeah. Yes, I love France. What so games
2: much. are there this weekend?
1: Let's do that now. Yeah,
0: let's do okay. that.
2: Where are we? Here we go. Fixtures for next week. So I think that whole conversation was a general apologies in advance <laughs> for the for the quality of podcasting you're likely to get next weekend. Although hopefully it will be full like last like last seasons, uh, it will be full of some some of the world's best players—the well, great and, and the good—the
1: world's best player, the literally Ro- Johnny Sexton literally. on the pod. Yes, if Johnny Sexton doesn't get it, it's a travesty. Well, no, because Faf anyway, will have it. He's uh, got to get off Faf first.
0: Yeah, true. Love Faf, but, love but, Fafs, but you so, can pull,
2: you can just pull your strings and get Faf on the pod anyway, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> See what I can do. Um,
1: just one other thing from the games: the Italy-Australia game oh, was yeah. wasn't an amazing game. There was a shocking refereeing decision to disallow Tito Tibaldi's oh, yeah, try. yeah, I saw
2: that. Uh, w- how did he call that offside? He was, he was
1: comfortably onside. He was yards onside. It was great timing from Tibaldi. The in-
2: interception, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. Other than that, one thing to note, Bellini, the Italian winger, is rapid. He scored one try and uh, hunted down Israel Flau. Who's he's not the fastest in open field, but Flower had 10 yards on him uh. and he comfortably caught up with him. Sorry. More
2: and more Italian players that are also the names of canapes, <laughs> canapes, and, drink <laughs> and <though>. drinks. And drinks. It's <laughs> that we it should be? Um, so, yeah, a tough warm up for uh, Australia ahead of England.
0: This that is actually quite an important game. I mean, like, uh, it, Australia
2: g- England is probably the only important game, isn't it? The so, we'll go
0: through them. So,
1: Romania hosts Uruguay. In Bucharest. That is big for them. Georgia hosts Tonga. Uh, and it should be said... That'll be G- physical. Georgia beat Samoa Ooh. in Tbilisi this weekend.
2: Oh, excellent. Probably they were
1: some big games. So, Georgia hosting Tonga. Tonga, who got absolutely hammered by uh, Wales. So, I imagine Georgia will win that. Italy hosts New Zealand, which we will be at. Uh, looking forward to that one. Then Japan play Russia, which... Given that Russia lost to the Dragons, I think that's going to be an absolute beatdown. Um, Scotland host Argentina. Now, this is actually this mm. is a, this is very important for both teams mm. to have su- more successful uh, autumn internationals. Both teams really need a win here because mm-hmm. Argentina have been disappointing. So, I think Scotland will win this. Hopefully, Hoggy will be playing. Um, we've not touched on the hog move yet, have we? We'll do it for the uh, premiership. Okay. Then Spain hosts Samoa in Madrid, our favorite stadium in the world. Yep. Yeah. Um Portugal hosts Namibia.
0: Oh nice. Lovely.
1: France play Fiji, which I imagine will be fairly one-way traffic. Ireland play United States, United States, which will be some one-way traffic. And then the two probably two Other big games of the weekend. So Wales play South Africa. Huge. Huge. Wales. This is a big one. This is a big test for Wales. Uh, and England
0: play Australia. So how do we see those two go in?
2: Uh, Wales will win at home.
0: I think Wales and Australia win. Uh, sorry, Wales and England win. I agree with that. Uh, I mean, if England can't beat Australia.
1: That's... Now, who were the last team to beat Ireland? Uh, don't know Australia Australia in the summer tour oh, oh, yeah. oh yeah so if Ireland beat the number one team in the world so Hanson said that makes Ireland the number one team in the world
2: and Schmidt said do me a favour we've only won one game there Schmidt said they're coming off the end of a long season and they've been the world number one for the last couple of years, so they're all trying to. Yeah, jockey, we're yeah. not we're not favourites. I would,
0: I would one hundred percent run with Iron were number one if I was number one. I would <laughs> you go. would run with number one if you were number six. Correct, correct. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, take it. Um, but
1: uh, Australia are the team to beat by the uh, Worcester Warriors logic of beating the team that's beaten some of the best teams in the top 40. Yeah. <laughs>
2: England have got to beat the world's number one team this weekend. Exactly. There you go. It's all, that's, there you go. It's all on this for for Eddie. And yeah. I think he'll go back to the the, the team that he played it, against. If New Eddie Stevens. loses yeah. this
0: one, will you start to think it is probably time for Eddie to move on? Or No. He's going to. T- I, I've changed my mind. I do think he's going to take him to the World Cup, but I do th- also think that he's been a bad appointment if he loses this.
1: Um, So, I don't overall think he's a bad appointment, I think there's things that I would have liked to see be done differently I still like the appointment and whether he wins or loses this I still want to see him go into the World Cup
2: One thing that fills me with a little bit of hope is that the way Maru Otoji is playing and I think he's almost a barometer of what Eddie Jones is doing because there's been times when you've looked at him playing for England and gone, that's not that's not Marrow. He's, he's tired. He's, uh, he's not, bi- he's busy. Mm. And I wonder if maybe Eddie isn't flogging. It's interesting. And we'll talk about this in the premiership pod, uh, podcast, but Pat Lam has tweaked the way Bristol are playing. Eddie might've tweaked the way he's not flogging his players. Well, I actually would have preferred to see it told you not play that game.
1: Well, yeah. <laughs> Cause I mean, it's four starts for him. Yeah. Um, he did. He did play very well. He, he, man of the match. Maybe Leach should have got it. But the one, there was some analysis I s- saw of the Leach try, where Itoji just doesn't recognise. He, he just doesn't track across. Uh-huh. He, it, it looks incredibly lazy. And I think I don't think it's laziness. I just think he didn't. He didn't realise until it was too late that Leach has breached the defence, and so he's just jogging across. And if he'd have seen it earlier, he would have. Mm. got there and could have potentially stopped it. But other than that one moment, he had a very yeah. good game.
2: I think England will win. I think Australia will win. are probably the... Well, well the we thought South Africa were in in chaos a year ago and look at them now and South Australia are...
0: Well, Australia were in chaos this time four years ago. You know, if they hadn't changed the coach, they were in the process of changing the coach uh, from whoever it was to Michael jacker So... Um, uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be close, and really for this stage of you know World Cup cycles, it shouldn't be if England was serious. So, so in, w-
1: we all say in England
0: by one score. Yeah, I think England,
1: think England will win. Just yeah, but yeah. Australia have got the the firepower to cause them some they do. problems. They really do. Um. Oh yeah, that was just one other thing from the so that this allowed try for Tito tobaldi and then the. The Tongan thor try, there were two, uh, um, obstruction, obstructions. Yeah, thank you, Tim. Two obstructions in the run up to that try, yeah. which prevented Italy from tackling him. So, yeah, it's Italy a little bit hard done by on that scoreline. Right. There we go. There we go. There
2: done. You know where to find us. Uh, let the boys play. Indeed.